Welcome to We The Blueprint. I am Ant. I'm Joel. And we're coming to you today to talk about... Let's talk about... We talked about this before, but, you know, we saw recently where the guy got into it with... The girl got into it with, what was it, the bodega owner? Anyway, she got into it with dude. Some words was exchanged. She go get the boyfriend. The boyfriend ended up getting stabbed to death. I ain't heard about right. that one. So, should a woman instigate situations like that? No. So tell me the details first of all. Well, I mean, it's just like when you so was they younger. Got, they got into it. She got into it with another dude and went to go get her boyfriend, basically. It wasn't even another dude. This dude, he was an old cat. I think the story was maybe she's tried to steal some chips. He caught her or whatever, and and some words was exchanged. She go get the boyfriend. Now the guy, I don't think he put his hands on her or nothing. They just had, I guess, you know, words. just just words, right? So what do you think about that? Because well, I know, I know a dude. His sister called him because her and her boyfriend got into it. So he go over there, and my friend and the brother's, my friend and the sister's uh, boyfriend get into it. So he pretty much whipping up on the dude. Next thing he know, his sister on his back, trying to stop. <laughs> I don't so, heard. So he said after that, never again. Don't yep. call me for nothing. Yep, that's tough. That's tough, cause you know, you're trying to protect your family but on this instance, dude, dude, know the girl was wrong for stealing something. First of all, so how can you, what can you really say? Well, I mean, even if she wasn't stealing us, just say they got into it mm -hmm. over some words or whatever. Is it even necessary to go that route to to call up people and you know? No. I'm going to call my boyfriend, I'm going to call no, my brother, I'm going to call words. my uncle, I'm going to call my daddy, whatever, whatever. Mm. And then when somebody end up Hurt. getting killed, yeah. it don't go the way you think it's going to go. Well, if to it me, you just as liable as the, the person right. that did it. But say if it go the opposite way, the person killed the person you was arguing with. Right. And, and they now they're going to jail. Now they going to jail, right. So it's just a lose-lose situation. Right. So to me, say a few little words, get it off your chest and move on. Cause if I kill somebody, I'm going to jail. Especially for a girlfriend. Right. You gonna be sleeping with another dude anyway. Exactly. Uh, nah. Right. You gonna move on. Move on. Nah, it ain't worth it. That's a good point, though. Nah. That's a good point. I'm trying to defend your honor. Something happened to me, and you on with the next dude. On with another dude. Or if I kill him, you on with another dude. Right. Nah. I ain't even two plus two. That's negative, <laughs> negative. Uh, nah, it don't make no sense. Right. Mm -mm. Now, if I'm around already and some situation going on, then right. it's different. But if you're gonna call me to come to a situation, I don't know what's really going on. I'm I'm all for protect the woman. You know, they always say you know protect black women X Y Z. Right. But in some situations, you shouldn't be. 
You don't it need protect it. me too. But yeah, you shouldn't even be putting some people in situations like and that. That's another thing. You know, a lot of women in general. I'm talking about women in general. They're just super emotional. Right. So when you you know super emotional women can can get you caught up in some tough situations. Right. Right. So that's what basically part happened. Right. Probably not add on extra. And like you said, you know, you, when somebody come to you, you halfway know whether they, if you know them, know them, you know that, yeah. like, come on now. Well, she may be convincing. And, you know, emotional women can be crying, make it seem like it's something more than it is. So it, it can happen. But don't call me with that bug. Uh-uh. No. Absolutely not. No. No. So what you want to talk about, son? Let's get back to this tithing. <laughs> you want to go there? Yeah, might as well. Okay. Yeah. So you already know the preacher came out talking about he been teaching tithing wrong. Right. And I already know for me personally, I just give from my heart. Which you should. Yeah. So my twenty, fifty, seventy-five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that stretch a long way when right. I do go to church. You're consistent. I'm, I'm consistent. It ain't a lot, but it's consistent. It's consistent. Right. Well, hold up now. If you're talking about a month, that could be a couple of hundred, three hundred. Yeah, if you're doing every Sunday. I'm just saying. Or every week or every whatever Sunday. it is. Right. Every yeah. Sunday. Right. That's, that's, that's a check. That's a nice little check. Right. So, me personally, I always say, just give from your heart what you got. Right. And I think, like we was talking about earlier, churches need to let the congregation know what's going on. Especially if you're a part of the church. Know the bills. Ain't nothing wrong with knowing the electric bill, the water bill. Right. What the tithing look like. It don't have to be for the entire church, but if you're a member... At least you can know with technology, you can do a little spreadsheet, show people what's going on in right. church, you know. And I think that that helps people give more on a consistent basis. You right. shouldn't always want a big lump sum for somebody. And if somebody want to give extra, let them just give extra. But I think people count other people's pockets too. And it's a business at the same time. So they... Like you watching what the pastor driving, people in the congregation watching what you driving too. Right. So they seeing who who dressing up, whatever and whatever. So they expecting a certain thing out of people too. So they seeing you part. I'm I'm assuming they seeing this in the parking lot. They might ask for tires by two three times. Maybe depending on the church. Yeah. Depends on church. Yeah. But if it's already grown, then they probably ain't. And probably not, but I'm tired and I get you gotta pay lights, water and all that stuff. But I think the congregation should know the building fund if it's a building fund, what the water bill, electric bill or whatever be on a monthly basis. And I know pastors should get paid whatever the salary is for a pastor. Right. So I think it should all the congregation should know. And if the pastor need a raise, he should get the raise, too. Right. So I agree with all that. But the pastor's job is to save souls, build up the church, and keep it like that. If he build up the church good enough, he's going to get the money regardless. Right. So it is what it is. 
So church that, that I went to one time, the as far as staff was concerned, the highest person was the pastor. Guess who the second was? The deacon. Nope. The first one. Deacons don't get paid. They don't. Mm -mm. Oh, I don't know then. The Think choir, about it. Choir director. Yep. I can see that. Yeah, Minister of Music. Yeah. He right right underneath the uh I can see that. Right underneath the pastor. It's entertainment. Not just that. You know, music play with your your emotions. Well that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So so when you got something that can drive a person's emotions right. and, and have them feeling good. Yeah. You know, that blood start flowing, you jumping up around, yeah. you singing and that all that. That was a saga for me. I ain't really never think about it, it like that. It kind of makes sense, yeah, though. Cause it does. That's a big part. Yeah. Because them first 10 minutes, I've seen some churches, that music ain't coming. People won't, they'll miss that first 10 minutes and show up right on time for the preacher to speak. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that first 10 minutes is it. Right. It is important. Right. Yeah, so... And for those that may not know, we're talking about what most churches, the standard 10% that they always talk about. Right. The mandatory, where they, where they make it, you feel like it's mandatory. mandatory. So like if you ain't doing the 10%, you're doing something wrong. So I ain't grew up going to church. So when you grew up, was your church asking for more than these pastor tag, uh played around about? few times or just one time when you was growing up? No, not when I was younger. I don't recall them doing more than once unless it was like some kind of special Sunday where they were taking up something extra, something that was going on. Okay. You know what I mean? Maybe like pastor appreciation or um, maybe they're doing some kind of outreach, something like that. But okay. um, for the most part, at my home church that I grew up in, I can only recall, you know, just doing it. And I can remember because, you know, you always used to play the same music around that time. Mm -hmm. But I have been to churches where they gonna beat you over the head. And I've been to some churches where they took it up and it wasn't enough and they kept, kept going like, nah, this ain't acceptable. Y'all need to give some more. Give more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why? Wow. So it's uh, I, I I'm like you. I got one set amount in my mind. Mm -hmm. Now, if you doing tithe and they'll do like tithe and offering, they'll say that's different. Like the offering is extra, so they want you to give, or they used to say it's like a mandatory ten that you got to do, mm -hmm. and then on top of that. You give an offering if that's what you want to do or whatever. But they ain't supposed to. So if I get got a a, a hundred dollars, my hundred dollars is my hundred dollars, and you can divide that up. You can divide it up however you want to. So let me ask you this: Was it was the tithe or offering giving time? Was it when they preaching or telling you? Is it more in the f putting fear in the congregation? Some churches it's a fear. Like just recently, like the past couple of years, I heard, you know, I heard a pastor use the the, the verse saying that uh, if you don't give, you be cursed with a curse. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to say who it was, but curse with a curse, curse with a curse. Yeah, he said that. So this is my thing. 
I don't believe that you should give 10%. I don't believe that you should give, I believe, like you say, you should give what's on your heart. Mm -hmm. What's on your heart may be 50%. Mm -hmm. It may be 5%. Maybe two, it may be whatever it is. Whatever. You know, and they say, you know, if you, you want to throw out a verse, God loves a chill forgiver. If you're giving and you ain't feeling good about it, or you're doing it just out of obligation, or you're doing it uh, with the expectation of getting something back, then I don't think that's necessarily, you know, I don't think the creator look at it as a as a a blessing when it's like that. But that's my go. And back. and again, the, don't get me wrong, the bills got to get paid. Right. You know what I mean. But I think. That and if you're getting something from the pastor every week. Whether it be through song, whether it be through sermon, or whatever, you should be contributing if that's where you like to go. You right. know what I mean? Because you don't be walking into the raggedy building. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You want to contribute what you can. But it's not. And the verses that they use, because I looked at it for years, like just researching it, and the verses that they use, it never really, in my opinion, add it up hmm. so, so so do you think majority of people give to get something back yeah I do so they're really not giving from their heart uh uh they just get they give giving them. to get something back cause the pastor I always tell you uh, a story involving when they gave their last mm -hmm. and how it you know, doubled or mm -hmm. whatever, you tripled or, you know, something great happened because they gave their last or whatever. But they'll never tell you the story somebody gave their last and no nothing happened. Because <laughs> the Lord don't want you to be no fool either. Right. You know what I mean? He wants you to be a good manager of your money. Mm -hmm. And that even involved giving to the church. Mm -hmm. He wants you to manage that properly. Yeah. So that's just my take on it. So you can let that plate go round and round for all I care. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I give is what I'm going to give. I agree. I agree. Right. Man. And I think that's just with anything. Like sometimes if I see somebody and they are uh, asking for donations, whatever the first number pop into my mind, then that's typically what I give. Yeah. Same. You know what I mean? Or if you, if you want to bless somebody, Whatever pops into your head, you know, that's what you should, that's what you should give. Mm hmm Yeah, I do the same thing. I do the same thing right. all the time. Because sometimes people be selling something, you know, but it'll be something I don't really want. Just doing it for support. But, you know, I, I can, I admire the, you know, the hustle they got about themselves, so I might mm -hmm. just throw them something. Or I may pay the full cost for whatever the product is. Just tell them, well, you know, you keep you can keep it. I don't, you know, I don't need it. Yeah, but that's giving. Right. That's tithing. But they'll say that's for that's just for the church. Is it? That's what they say. Whoever they is. Whoever they is. Right. Mm. Cause some people will say. Time is more than money. It's also your time and your talent. Yep. So it, it though. Hey, me fixing something around the church or anywhere else. That's right. Giving. Yeah, it is. That's tired, and so yeah. Right. It is. 
So you're right. Yeah. I just, like I say, I just don't think the... Uh, 10%. The mandatory 10%. Yeah. Like, something is wrong if you don't do 10%. Because like I say, it could be 20%. If that's what you feel like. Right. It may be a good day. Right. It may give more. Right. Never know what's on a person's heart. Mm-mm. Never know what's on a person's heart. But that's why I think, too, if I think it... I do think if you share more of the business, you will get more. Oh, if you told what was going on? Yeah. I mean, like, what the, the obligations that the church has? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah maybe. Because then they can see it. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially if you got a good pastor. Right. And you build that church up, you're going to get more regardless. Yeah. And I know some churches nowadays don't ask for tithes. Uh, but I think majority of our churches still beat you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. But I did hear about the Catholic Church and how they do it through tithing with the insurance. I can't remember it all, so I ain't even going to talk about it. But they had like an insurance policy on their members. And mm. they they basically, the members pay their insurance policy. Once they die, their insurance policy go to the church. Oh, okay. Well, if they pay it. So they, they give it. Right. Give when they die. And say you from giving, uh, I guess we all need to do that. Yeah. Because if you know life insurance can be cheap, Hundred thousand, maybe about twenty thousand, twenty dollars a month. Yeah, depending on how old you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's decent money. Yeah. Yeah. And tax free. Yeah. And tax free. But you're saving a lot of money. That ain't ten percent. Yeah, that's more than ten percent. Now I'm talking about that twenty dollars a month per se. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you saving on that on that end, mm -hmm. right? Definitely right. Yeah, it's just um, it never added up for me. <laughs> never added up for me. So, what's the most you ever gave? Uh, I don't know. You know? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't no most. <laughs> <laughs> So you always had that set amount, basically. Yeah, had my set amount. It always fluctuate between that set or lower. Right. <laughs> it never higher than that set. No, nah, I don't think that was no higher than that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh -uh. Oh man. Oh man. I think the most I ever gave him on the week. I tell you the truth, about seventy-five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Probably more than that. Because they had a little fun for something else, and I just helped out with that. Right. So probably a little more than that. Yeah. Told you to let people know. You never know. Get a little more. Yeah. 75. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, I'm, I'm just honest. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
We'll see how many other pastors uh, try to dispute what he said. That'd be pretty interesting. Right. See the little blowback. But see, it's hard. nowadays it's hard with, with so much information going around. It's hard to hide some of the things that people used to just take people's word for. And uh, and two people studying for themselves. Right. Yeah. And people feel truly now feel like they really don't need that building. Right. So, you know, once people f figure out their own truth per se, I think Pastor's gonna have to tell the real truth too, and start going by the the old traditions. Right. And I think to get people back in them buildings, they gonna have to really get out here and go back to the original word. Yeah, yeah. Cause you don't hear them about trying to save souls no more. You know what I mean? I I don't hear that at all. No, not mm. really. Only time that you hear that is at the end of the sermon. Oh, when they ask you to join the church? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't see them walking around in the neighborhoods like that no more. Right. You know, I thought, me me personally as a kid, I thought their job was to bring people closer to God, try to save souls, get people off they, get help people get up on their feet. And that's when I always say, see, it's it's a like when I was younger, it's so much based on fear. It seemed like at least my experiences in church, and that and that's my problem too. Because not just the fear of you not being blessed because you didn't give your ten percent, but also it was never about. Um, I can't remember when I was younger really feeling like God just loves me just because. Hmm. It was all like on a merit system. Like if I if I don't do this, then this is gonna happen. You know what I mean? Or in order to do this, this is gonna happen. So then when I was younger, it was pretty much just about heaven and hell. Mm -hmm. um, so I can appreciate when they started preaching more of, um, you know, you can have your heaven on earth. But it's like, it's too, sometimes it's too much of, of one thing, like the prosperity type gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, that caught like a bad rap, which I think it wasn't bad. But when that's all you talk about, then, I mean, it should be a big, uh, it should be diversified as far as what you you, you know what you're talking about, right? And some pastors, what they're talking about, they talk about it so much because it's something that they're really struggling with in their life. Absolutely, and that's what I see. Majority of pastors, what they talk about is what they're dealing with, right? So that's why I don't think they never get through the the whole Bible or teaching. Because it's about teaching first. Right. Well, saving souls first and teaching second. Right. So, you know, like I was talking about earlier, if you're teaching health and uh, how to eat, 
how to how to help your congregation not be sick. Period. Right. Mentally and spiritually, they'll be freer. They can hear you clearly. You know, you always hear pray for somebody once they get sick or whatever, instead of catching it before they get sick. No, you got a whole bunch of sick people in church. Right. And I don't think it ever should be like that. To me, that's like hell on earth. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have so many sick people in church. You should have healthy people in church. Right. So to me, like I say, if you got a bunch of healthy people in church, you'll get more too. Because that means you, you creating. Your mind is working. Your body is working. So you 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 being productive in life. So you being productive in life, you probably can bring more people into church with you. You know what I mean? They'll bring more money in church. You can do stuff outside of church, help communities out, feed communities, educate communities, create jobs in the community. So I think all that have been lost, and it became became more about the business of church. Right. And that's when I go back to. Saving souls supposed to be the first thing, and once you save, when you saving souls, you're supposed to be healing people. And I think you, when you heal them physically, it go it, it goes straight down because you start when you saving souls, you start with the spiritual. Then when you start with the physical, you start with the mental, and everything else will go. Right. So if you got a healthier church, then you got a progressive church. Yeah. A more productive church. Let me see. You know, on God's favorite, I think he just texted me. <laughs> what? No, that wasn't him this time. So. That's a good point, son. Yeah. I think we can end on that. That's what I'm about to say. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, shout out to my auntie that beat me in spades. Auntie, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gonna shout her out. What's her name? Ago, uh, Yolanda. Yolanda? Uh, yeah. Uh, Yolanda, six beat, months late. Yeah, six months late. They beat me and my brother in spades for my mother's birthday in February. I told you it been a long time. It ain't been that long. We're going to be consistent. We the blueprint. <laughs> Peace out.